everybody. It is Tuesday. It is game week. It is time for another Longhorn Confidential. Danny Davis, the Austin American Statesman, joined as always by Thomas Jones, Kirk Bowles, Cedric Golden. Boys, we made it. 2023 <laughs> football season's finally here. Let's get right into it. Alabama's next week. I know everyone's excited for that game. Everyone's excited to talk about the Texas prospects and stuff like that for the season. Maybe even talk about you know the Big 12 commissioner stuff he's been saying, running his mouth in Lubbock. But we got to talk about a football game this week. This weekend, the Rice Owls are coming to town. On paper, may not be the most attractive game because um, you know 35 and a half points spread. The last time I checked, the Owls you know haven't played Texas tough for a while. But you know a lot can be gleaned from a season opener game, regardless of who the opponent is. So we're gonna go around the room. What is one thing each of y'all want to see um, from this Texas team um, and their opener kind of gauge where they're at this season? Thomas, we'll start with you. Oh, I want to see some of those young guys. You know, I want to see, I want to see one of those quarterbacks play in the first half besides Quinn. I want to see Malik Muhammad at, at cornerback. I want to see Anthony Hill at linebacker. Um, look, they should have no problems with Rice. Really, you should be up by almost a spread by halftime. Let's get some of those young guys in the game early. Let's get them to play some meaningful snaps, develop some depth because you'll need it later. So I want to see the Longhorns get the young fellas in and see what they do. What about you, I Kurt? I, I just want to see the look. I want to see the look of a confident, in-control team that can smash an overmatched opponent. Now, I know Rice went to a bowl game. They had that tricky five and seven academic waiver and got into a bowl game and lost to finish five and eight. And they haven't had a winning season since 2014. But, uh, you know, I know Sark talked them up yesterday. But I just want to look, you know, they always talk about we need to play to a standard. We have to play to a Texas standard. Well, they haven't done that in about 15 years. We all know that. But so I want to see a team that looks like a top 10 team, uh, how they are, a French top 10 team, come out, take command, uh, you know, don't put your foot on their neck and don't take it off for the whole game. And so basically I'm just kind of looking a little bit cosmetics, like, man, they look like a damn good team. Sid, what do you got? Wants what Quinn looks like. Rice won't give up a lot of, um, won't give him a lot of resistance, but I want to see if he's accurate. I want to see if he can hit on that deep ball to Xavier Worthy or Isaiah Nay or, or even that young speedster, John Tay Cook II. I want to see if he is better than he was because he's going to have to be way better than he was if they're going to be anywhere near as good as Kirk Bowles thinks are going to be 11-1 playing in the CFP with some, with some big dogs like Michigan and Georgia, maybe Bama. So he's got to be the best quarterback in the league for that to happen. And uh, I'd like to see, I'd like to see that accuracy because it's hard to get accurate overnight. And he's had a whole year to be better. Let's see if he can hit on the deep stuff because there's going to be opportunities downfield against this rice defense. I think if you're a Texas fan, you probably want to see as little of Quinn as possible. You probably want to see Arch and Malik see as much as you can of them, just because that means it's a blowout. You got to get Quinn a Heisman. Oh, 
Danny Davis. All, all that stuff. Him, Quinn, Quinn's not winning the Heisman against Heisman? Rice. But um, I, you got to pad those stats though. He's going. They need four touchdown passes from Quinn Ewers this weekend. Whoa! Well, that's what they, they've got to get that hype machine going. I don't think Quinn's the running game going. Forget um, that. I think um, Steve talked on Monday about a couple of things he likes to see out of an opener. And one of the things he did mention was the pre-snap penalties. And that is something I'm going to be looking at, just kind of the penalties and seeing if this Texas team has improved in that area. I mean, there were some times last year where they just had some kind of mind-boggling um, infractions and penalties on the you know, on the field. You know, that Oklahoma State game stands out, even though that may have been some home cooking up there in Stillwater. But you want to see – um, whether this team has gotten better with those penalties because next week when you go to Tuscaloosa, you need to be as clean as possible. If you're not clean against Rice, you're not going to be clean on the road at Alabama. So I do, I do want to see how um, Texas looks penalty-wise, especially on that offensive line, that veteran offensive line, and kind of see if they're, they've been able to kind of – I think they were the second most penalized team in the Big 12 last year, see if they've kind of cleaned up cleaned up that stuff. Um Kirk kind of mentioned it, the running game, even though Kirk, even though Sed wants to see about 26 touchdown passes from Quinn. We do want to see, um, you know, who kind of emerges in this running game with uh, Bijan and Roshan now in the NFL. Um, just quick, quick prediction time. Who's Texas's leading rusher on Saturday? And does that mean anything? Because, you know, some some third stringer could get a 90-yard touchdown run in the fourth quarter and qualify here. But who, who are you picking uh, for the leading rusher? Sed, we'll start with you. I'll go with JB. Um, he's he he's got he's got a full bag of, of tricks. Uh, he's got good burst. He breaks tackles. He should be very fresh. Quinn told you know Quinn was like you know none of these guys have been hit a lot, so they should all be feeling good and be fresh. So I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go with JB to run for about a buck twenty five because it's not it, those two hundred yard rushing performances one eighty to two hundred might be hard to come by because they got a committee. It's basically a committee, three three really good backs, and they don't talk about blue, but no, he's decent as well. But I could see JB running for about a buck twenty five. Kirk, who you got? Yeah, I think Brooks will be the leading rusher, kind of out of deference to his, you know, backup status to Bijan for two years. He's done nothing to to lose that job. Uh, but I kind of think it's meaningless because. I don't know. I'm just really enamored with C.J. Baxter out of Orlando, Florida. This guy looks like the total package and won't even surprise me if he kind of wins that job, uh, you know, midseason on because uh, I think they're going to play him a lot. They, they should look at who all they have. You know, I think we all agree Keelan Robinson, undersized, fast as hell, is a change of pace back. He's not an ever down back. And, they're and special I, teams guy. Yeah, he is. I think he's. I think he's the fourth guy. He's the fourth musketeer. Yeah, I I really think Baxter could win the job ultimately this year. I think he's got that kind of star talent, and uh, so I don't really think the leading rusher would mean that much, uh, at least from week one. It won't be Quinn. Yeah, I I agree with Kirk. Um, Jonathan Brooks will lead the team Saturday. I think he'll probably get close to hundred. I think probably four or five guys will get. Plenty of carries, but who's going to be leading that team that first weekend of October when they play OU? Because by that point, you would have gone through Bama, you would have gone through a couple other games. By then, we'll know if JB is a workhorse because y'all know Sark likes his workhorses. 
Mm-hmm. Will JB be the guy? We'll know by early October. I'm kind of going with Kirk. I think CJ Baxter may be too good to keep off the field for that long. But uh, a lot of football between now and then. But but I go with Brooks on Saturday. J- JB was a he would carry it thirty times a game in Hallisville at times. But yeah, this ain't Hallisville. Hallisville or whatever they are. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go with Keelan Robinson on Saturday. Uh, he had two years oh. ago. It's- he broke off a 65 yard against Rice. He's definitely a player who can, you know, break off a, a one or two of those really long runs and now qualify him. Um, I don't think he's going to be the leading rush in the season. I do disagree with Cedric's assessment that he's the fourth mus- musketeer. I think probably with how he can be used on the offense, both in the receiving game and the rushing game, I think Texas is going to find plenty of ways, especially since he's a senior who's been with Sark for four years, to keep him on the field um, in plenty of ways. He probably won't lead the team in rushing. I'm probably my money on John, Jonathan Brooks, but I don't think Keelan's going to be an afterthought on this offense. I think he's going to get plenty of um, playing time and in, in you know five to ten touches a game with his receiving and his a rushing. Lot of, that's a lot of touches for the. I mean, but you yeah. factor in the rushing, you factor in the receiving. I think that's math that's uh that's doable um, on this offense. But let's uh let's talk the season. Um, put this Rice game behind us, which is two thirty at Royal Memorial Stadium on Saturday. It's going to be warm. So as Jalen Ford. Advised everyone yesterday hydrate um, and not just with the not just with beer. Get some well, get some be water. Hydration. There'll be hydration. Beer is not hydration, sir. <laughs> but uh, this Texas team, eleventh uh, in the AP poll coming into the season, twelfth in the coaches poll. Uh, lots of questions on both on both sides of the ball. Um, just kind of with you know various various aspects of both the offense and the defense. But going into the season, Kirk, we'll start with you. Do you have more faith in this uh, Texas offense? Or this Texas defense. I mean, which which part of the, which side is going to lead Texas to this ten and two record? You seem so confident in. I think the offense will ultimately, but the first month of the season, I think it's going to be the defense because you know I think they've drawn most of the raves and probably won the two scrimmages by most of the accounts of the defensive players anyway. Uh, I don't think he he didn't brag about the line, the offensive line, very much. Uh, from the scrimmages that I remember, Sark, I'm talking about. So I think the defense is is ahead of the offense right now. I think the offense had better catch up if some of these outlandish predictions are going to come true. So, uh, <laughs> but a lot of playmakers on that defense. Uh, Jalen Ford. You mentioned Anthony Hill. You want to see TJ come in? Ethan Burke. Uh, boy, Alfred Collins is just getting so much uh, uh, conversation his way. But so I think the defense early on will probably be ahead of the offense just because, you know, they're more moving parts to the offense. And uh, like I said, got a new running back, a couple new receivers to get used to. So that may take a little while. PJ, who's your pick? Oh, I, I think the offense is ahead right now. I, I think um, I think Texas is equipped to win like an old school Big 12 shootout. I think they can beat someone 49 to 40 right now. I don't know if they could beat someone 17 to 14. The defense is solid. They're good. They just don't make enough big plays. The sacks aren't there. The takeaways aren't there. What we're talking about with the defense is potential. Will Ethan Burke be a good pass rusher? We don't know. We haven't seen it. Will Alfred Collins develop into an effective D-line? We haven't seen that. Will they create more takeaways? We haven't seen it. A lot of questions. We know those receivers can make plays downfield. We know the O-line's good. All five starters are back. So right now, I think the offense is better equipped to win a shootout. 
Don't know about that defense yet. It remains to be seen for me. I like the offense. I don't trust Quinn that much, but he's got so many weapons around him. He he's got some veterans protecting his back. He's got an NFL left tackle. Yeah. I really, I really like what I'm seeing. And there are uh, uh, one, one of the receivers can have a bad day and it won't be a big deal because there are three or four other guys who are capable. They've got, they've got a top five tight end in college football in Jatavian Sanders. They have weapons. They have no excuses this year. Four NFL receivers, I think. That's a lot. I'm not ready to say that. I'm not ready to say that. But um, they may. I mean, I'm not saying it's not true. But I believe that they should they should be averaging anywhere from 35 to 40 points a game this year. Wow. I believe that. With this offense, Doug. You've and got them games and this isn't that five and seven. This isn't that five and seven defense that was just a disaster in his first season. They have weapons. If if we really believe these running backs are going to be fine, they're not going to run for fifteen hundred yards. But if the team itself can rush for fifteen hundred yards, there's enough weapons. There's enough protection up front. It's not a scary Big Twelve. You really think BYU is going to put the clamps on Texas? You think Dana Holgerson's Houston Cougars are going to put the clamps on Texas? I really think they can average 35 points a game. And if yeah. and do you think they're going to go 10 and 2 by averaging 27 a game, Duck? No. They got to be over 30, fam. They have to be over 11. Eric, I don't know why you're so stunned by Cedric's prediction. I saw the stats you were projecting on in your in your prediction column. I think that if those stats come true, they may exceed what Cedric's predicting points was. Um, make- before you do that, I didn't I didn't get to read that yet, Doug. What did you? What was your stat line for Quinn Ewers? Oh, I don't have it in front of me. It was about six thousand yards and fifty touchdowns, <laughs> I think, give or take. It's about thirty-four hundred, twenty-four touchdowns. You know, I think it was like like 3,200 yards and about 28, 29, 30 touchdowns, something like that. What, what do you think, Danny? Those 30 touchdowns this year, they're going to they're gonna average 35 points a game. I, I got them going 11 and 1. You're on me for doubting. You mean like I owed you money when I said 35 points a game. Well, I know you're a skeptic. You, know, you don't know I'm if not you believe skeptic, but, I'm, but my eyes tell me they have weapons. I think Quinn. I think Quinn's going to throw twenty-three or twenty-four touchdowns this year. Oh, he has to. He has I to do. throw that. And I think they're going to rush for some. And I think the defense is going to make more plays. Now, Danny, make some sense out of all this. Yeah, I'm just going to keep my answer short. I'll go with the defense and Jalen Ford. I trust um, this offense is probably going to take a little time to get adjusted. They'll be fine at some point, but I'm just going to trust that Jalen, you know, builds off of his strong season last year and leads this defense. I think he's the unquestioned leader on this this team and i'll uh i'll just roll with him um really quick we'll just keep this next question short uh one game on the schedule that you're circling um and let's exclude alabama because we're all, all gonna have fun next week what's one game you're looking forward to black friday baby the your mark bowl that's the one i'm looking forward to texas tech at texas the day after thanksgiving your mark will be detained in jail 
He's probably not going to make it to town, and he's going to end up watching the game on a on a twenty seven inch analog television at the local Comfort Inn. He ain't going to be allowed in Austin, fam. That's going to be epic. It's the last Big Twelve game they're going to play regular season. And if it was in Lubbock, it'd be even more epic. But it's still going to be epic in Austin. PJ? I, I, I'm telling you, I just I have this weird feeling that, that Kansas is going to be good if their quarterback, Jalen Daniels, stays healthy. Um, it's a game before OU, the last weekend of September, what, fifth game of the year. I think people are going to be overlooking Kansas visiting here. But that Jayhawk offense is legit. We're talking about this defense. If that defense isn't on point, Kansas can put up some points, and that could be a um, very much of a trap game for UT. I got my eye on TCU. That's that's the one loss I have for the Longhorns, and otherwise perfect, spectacular season. Yeah, road uh, game in Fort Worth. Yeah, the Frogs have kind of always had their number. I mean, a lot of teams lately have had their Texas number, but I think that'll be a tough one because uh, – you know, TCU is almost as big a mystery team this year as they were last year. I think last year they had 18 starters back, and everybody was ready to give the quarterback job to Chandler Morris, who's probably going to be the guy this year. But Max Duggan beats him out. So, uh, I don't know. That's a good rivalry. Uh, maybe Gary Patterson comes back, help start coach for a week. But uh, kind of looking forward to that uh, TCU tilt Eamon Carter. What do you got, Danny? I'll go with Tech, um, and I know as journalists we're not supposed to root for the teams we cover, but I really need the Longhorns to also put sixty on Wyoming just uh, for the Montana in me. I need a, I need, <laughs> I need that to happen. As they and they are, you know, we'll, we'll get Emma against his old team, and I'll I'll be very I'll leave the press box happy if that happens. Um, speaking of a receiver like Isaiah Nair or someone else who may come to mind, who is one Longhorn who we have not talked enough about this preseason. We've talked enough about Quinn, Jalen Ford, a couple of those other guys, uh, Xavier Worthy, who's who's kind of flown under the radar for whatever reason. Uh, TJ, will go with you first. You know, we talk about those new running backs and all that. Let's talk about the center. Jake Majors is back in that interior of the line. We talk about the tackles. You know, there's some NFL tackles <clears throat> out there, but that interior of the line is going to have to do some work for UT. And Jake Majors is the leader. All centers are the leader. So if he can have another solid season, I think he'll solidify that interior. And I think this O-line could even exceed their expectations, which are very high anyway. Woo. Stead, since you uh since you were a little startled by by that uh by that comment, why don't you go next? We haven't talked a lot about Jade Barron this year. Yeah. That's star potential. He's a big play guy. He's a big hitter. Uh he could be an enforcer on that back end. I really like how he played in the second half of last season. He's not lacking for confidence. And with some with some new new faces back there, he's gonna be one that's gonna be able to help solidify that secondary and bring a sense of toughness and accountability. Uh he, and he doesn't shy away from a camera or a challenge. I he's one of my favorites to watch. I think he's gonna be good this year. Eric. I got Terrence Brooks. Uh, I'm a big fan of his since he started some games late at cornerback as a freshman. I think he's a real talent. And uh, with him and Ryan Watts manning the corners and Gavin Holmes, the 
Wake Forest transfer. They got really three top quarterbacks. But I think Terrence Brooks has some star quality in him. And uh, that's why I think the secondary is the best Texas position group after wide receivers. Um, I'll match Cedric's answer. Um, Jade, I think uh, he's my second favorite. Connolly Cougar behind our former colleague, uh, Gabrielle Munoz, who's uh, we, we miss a lot. Oh, it's my girl. And, uh, oh, it's my girl. Wow. Uh, Jade is a, is a close second. Two, two defensive touchdowns last year. Has also scored on special teams in his career. So, like I said, said can make those big highlight plays. Is good in coverage, can hit. Um, this year, they're looking at him to be more of a leader. He's one of the five they took up the Big 12 media days. Um, so obviously his voice is uh, respected in that locker room. So I expect big things from him and a, a secondary that has question, but also has some veteran talent um, in it, um, which should be um, well needed. They may, may even get tested a little early this season with uh, JT Daniels coming in f- to start his 16th season of college football. So we'll see how that goes on, <laughs> on Saturday. Um, I think at this point, uh, predicting records are a little cliche, Um I think we all kind of know where Kirk's at. I think at one point or another, all of us have kind of set our record. I really only care about me. And so I'm going to ask the three of you the one question I care <laughs> about. Am I going to avoid having to go to the Alamo Bowl this year? Is this Texas team going to go anywhere except for San Antonio at the end of the year? Or am I going back to back to the Riverwalk in December? What's uh, what's what's our prediction for this uh, Texas team and their bowl, their bowl destiny? Remember the Alamo, Danny, because they're going back. Unless they wow. get, unless Come they on. get selected okay. to the playoff, they're not going to go to the Sugar Bowl, which would usually take the Big Twelve champ. This year, Big uh, Sugar Bowl is part of the the playoff. So, Alamo Bowl is the next pick, and UT is going to win the Big Twelve, in my opinion. So it'll be the Alamo Bowl, and if not, Danny, it's something called the Pop Tart Bowl, which I'm excited about. What food, uh, you know, we would get in the press box. But yeah, get used to get used to the Riverwalk, baby. I think so. I don't know. You know, you're showing your rookiness on the beat here, TJ. Said and I, let us school you here. Texas is going back to the Rose Bowl, okay? Rose Bowl and Sugar Bowl are two semifinal games, as you mentioned, TJ. You are right in doing so. Michigan's my number one pick. They'll run the table, and they'll get their first pick of bowl games, whether they want to go to Sugar or Rose. I'm sure they'll want to go to the Rose one more time in the sun. And Texas, Texas wins the Big 12. They'll be the fourth seed. And uh, so Texas faces Michigan in a rematch of that 2004 season Rose Bowl. Can't wait. Sorry about San Antonio. Did you hear that, Chastity? Dave? I hope you're right. Did I hope you're right. You Big Daddy Daniel headed to Rodale Drive. Oh, my God. Beverly and Hills. Beverly Hilton, fam. That's where we're going to stay. We're going we're gonna to replay it. Old school. Remember, Duck, we ran into to Colombo in the bar. Peter Falk. Peter Falk. Peter Falk yeah. And he was wearing a trench coat. And he was. <laughs> like, that looks like Colombo. And that bartender goes, yeah, that's Colombo. So that's where we're going. I think they're going to go. I still got them at nine and three. And they're uh, gonna, I still do. Quinn, but, you Quinn, said Quinn's going to throw 60 touchdowns. How do you go to nine and three? I said 24. Fam. Oh, okay. Nine and three. Who are they gonna lose to? Uh Alabama, probably oh. TCU, and maybe and maybe Iowa State. If, if the fix- nine and three sounds like a pop tart bowl said. Yeah, I don't know. Iowa State, State's not gonna have eleven starters. They're all suspended for gambling. 
well, the fix yeah, we'll bet on the that week. Um, um, they're going to lose three. They all. It's going to be a better game. Game. They're going to be. They're going to lose three, but they're going to. They're going to win the Big Twelve, and they're going to go to a New Year's New Year's Six Bowl. Yeah, they go nine and three. They are back in the Alamo. Not if they win the Big Twelve. As a Big 12 champion ever played in a non-New Year's Six. The Alamo Bowl has a second pick of the Big 12 behind the Sugar Bowl if the Big 12 champ is in the playoff. Yeah. Yeah, two Big 12 losses, that probably would put them in the Alamo Bowl. You think so? Yeah. What do you got, Danny? He's broken because of what Thomas yeah. said. <laughs> I got I got tears. I don't I don't I just don't process it, Daniel. Process it. Look, whatever it is, I need all you Texas fans to quit tagging me whenever Brett McMurphy puts out his bowls predictions and it always has Texas tied to the Alamo Bowl. I, I just don't need that chaos in my in my timeline. I, I don't know what's gonna happen. I you know who I should ask? I should ask uh your mark because I'm sure he is gonna have a he's he's gonna say down down the down the stretch, especially that tech game is a is in, in the balance. So maybe I should call the commissioner and ask him. Uh, have him in the Independence Bowl. Where, where Texas yeah. is heading. Yeah. They'll be uh, – we, we always get those – what's what's the bowl that's in Memphis? The Liberty Bowl? We always uh, have Liberty Bowl. Liberty, 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 Liberty. That guy always yeah. shows up, and we try not to make eye contact with him. <laughs> they take Texas today. Uh, that that may be Texas's fate. That could be the first 11-1 uh, Liberty Liberty Bowl participant. Because <laughs> of uh, – the Big Twelve, uh, Big Twelve, trying to get its way. Um, uh, but yeah, obviously, as we spoke about, um, big football game on Saturday, first of the season. Be fun to get back out there, see some football. Uh, not the only show in town. There's a pretty busy week on campus uh, tonight. We're recording this on a Tuesday. The volleyball team, which is ranked seventh in the country after a one-on-one start to their season, they're at Minnesota, which is ranked fifth tonight. Um, this weekend, number two Stanford comes to town. That'll be a big weekend, not just for the two versus seven, but also there'll be some championship celebration. What will be Texas's home opener? So that'll be nice to see. You know, the banner banner get up there and them celebrating that title that they won. Hey, Danny, r- real quick, you know what I saw tickets for Sunday volleyball going for on the secondary market? One hundred and fifty. Wow. I like it. Yeah, wow. it's it's a it's a it's a great show, and that should be a great matchup. I mean, if you get two really good volleyball teams in, that's that is a lot of fun, a lot of fun to to watch. And luckily, Thomas gets to go for free. Um, seats aren't always the best on press row, but it's mm-hmm. uh it's it's free is a free is a fine a fine price. Um, soccer has two matches this weekend. They are home against UTRGV on Thursday, SMU on Sunday. That'll be after the volleyball match. So if you want to spend an afternoon on campus, you can make that double header. Uh, and then cross country, if you want to go see some uh, folks run in what I think is the craziest sport, I I could not uh, get paid to run, but I guess that scholarship's worth it. Uh, this the Texas cross country team they open up their season at a meet in Georgetown on Friday. But that's what's going on around campus. Uh, Kirk and said what's going on in the podcast this week. I'm sure lots more uh, season opening talk for on on the on second thought podcast. We're trying to nail down Longhorn legend Derek Johnson for this week. I'm just trying to get some time logistics on that hopefully he will be with us and then next week um the irrepressible mouth of the south paul feinbaum will will join us for the alabama hype machine and that's going to be a blast so uh, lots of good things coming up and one more thing speaking to Derek johnson Derek johnson and the 1963 national champs will be honored at halftime of the game this weekend 
if you want to read more about Derek Johnson, I said had a really nice column about him that ran, I believe, last Saturday or Sunday about how he's been mentoring some of the young defensive players like Jalen Ford um, that we mentioned earlier. So that's a good read if you want to go back on statesman.com and find that. Um, read the rest of our preseason coverage. We we had a lot of stuff. We've been very busy this month. Uh, I guess we've been just getting into game shape, getting into trying to get in our midseason form. We'll continue to have stuff throughout the week on statesman.com. I'm leading up to the Rice game. Throughout the Rice game, live blog, follow us on social media, the whole nine yards, and obviously post game as we wrap up the Rice game and then get ready for a fun little trip to Alabama next week. But that's going to do it for this uh, uh, this Longhorn Confidential podcast. We appreciate you tuning in on YouTube or listening to us wherever you get your podcasts. But for Danny, Thomas, Kirk, and Sed, we will see you all next week. Deuces. Be safe.